0: On this week's Jeep Top Show, Tammy's not here, but we get to tag along on our latest wheeling adventure. Listener discretion is advised. Wrangler might be getting longer, but its girth stays the same. That's all so they can fit that nine-speed transmission.
1: No voice mails to share, but we give a shout-out to some of our subscribers with a YouTube love. We hear from the mind of Nikki G. John also teaches us about APRS and ham radio.
2: Super Croc tells us about the CJ-10. I talk about some of the things you may want to consider if you're thinking about boring out your throttle body. We find out about some really cool off-roading events coming up on the next Jeep Talk Show.
3: You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready?
1: It's the G-Talk Show. G-talk show. With Tammy on Wrangler. <laughs> Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back.
3: Strap in. And brace you.
4: yourself. Week in G.
2: Well, the Wrangler might get a little bit longer, but its girth probably going to stay the same. Like a bad insight commercial, the geniuses over at the FCA Design Department have come up with something to give the next generation Wrangler a little enhancement. That is just so very, very special. And I mean special like window-licking short bus special, not, oh, hey, look, that looks kind of cool special. A pair of Jeep Wrangler powertrain mules were caught testing this month, and the mere sight of them has people clawing their eyes out. Uh, Okay, not literally, but I used to think that a Wrangler couldn't be ugly. It's like bad pizza. There's no such thing. That was, however, until I saw the leaked spy photos. and This hideous monstrosity of a Wrangler looks like your average JKU, but with his nose pulled out. Not pulled out missing, pulled out like Pinocchio. The extended chassis is needed to convert the off-roader from its five-speed gearbox, if it ain't broke, don't fix it if you ask me, to an eight-speed automatic transmission. Visible on the two-door Wrangler and four-door Wrangler Unlimited test vehicles are an extensions of about 10 inches in front of the A-pillar, divided between the hood and the cowl, to accommodate the longer tranny. Now, this thing looks like longer than a Silverado. I mean, the distance between the two wheels is enough to park a Honda in. The mules also show changes in the Wrangler's suspension geometry, and this is where things get a little bit interesting including a redesigned rear axle and differential. And what gets weird is the absence of a rear track bar. The next-generation Wrangler is expected in 2017 for the 2018 model year. And let's hope this rhinoplasty doesn't end up making it in this configuration. Well, Grand Cherokee owners get a notice of recall for computer-controlled electronic system. Now, that kind of paints the picture with a very broad brush, if you ask me. But Grand Cherokee, Durango, Ram, Viper, Challenger, Charger, Chrysler 200 and 300 and pretty much Every other vehicle on the planet, owners received notice in the mail that a safety recall was issued for the computers that control their vehicles. This factory fix will resolve unlawful access, which may result in undesired vehicle behavior. We heard a little bit about this with that infamous Cherokee hack. Owners can take their vehicle into a dealer, download the patch and install it into a vehicle computer system, or wait for a USB with the patch that will do the install for you. How do we know this? Because Cody received this notice for his 2014 Grand Cherokee. Hey, Jeep might finally be listening, listening to us off-road enthusiasts. Earlier this month, the Frankfurt International Motor Show wrapped up, and amongst the biggest hits was a concept of a Jeep we've spent countless hours bashing over the years. At the world-renowned International Auto Show, Jeep stepped up its conceptual game with an offering of three very unique models. One of the more interesting offerings was a new Jeep Cherokee simply named Crawler, spelled with a K. According to news media, and really not many more sources than that, Jeep, the Jeep Cherokee has positioned itself as a capable 4x4, and allegedly has proved itself by winning the 2015 Four-Wheeler of the Year Award. And I think it's going to take a little bit more than that to impress the likes of the Jeep talk show.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: Well, let me tell you, I think Jeep might have came through with a little bit more, all right. The Crawler is based on the Trailhawk model and was built to tackle the toughest terrain with an emphasis on being a rock crawler. The capital K and capital L in the name refers to the KL designator that identifies the Cherokee, the new Cherokee, that is. The Jeep features improvements for the trail with Mopar equipment that includes a special suspension, which allows for more ground clearance and a set of 255-8017 BF Goodrich KM2s, roughly about the same size as 33 10-17s. To protect this Cherokee, heavy-duty wider fenders, functional rock rails, and actual skid plates were all installed. The other concept was a diesel-powered Rubicon JK named Sunriser with a 4-inch lift, half doors, and a boatload of LEDs, enough to make this matte orange-painted Jeep look like the rising sun. Then there was the run to the litter. A Trailhawk version of the Renegade. It featured 17-inch aluminum wheels, underbody skid plates, rear tow hooks, a black mirror skull caps that extended its custom anvil color and custom side stickers. The interior features sporty pedals and uh, more Mopar accessories designed to enhance the adventurous spirit, especially off-road. Now, as far as this Renegade goes, you know the old saying, you can put lipstick on a pig, but you can't polish a turd or... Something to that effect.
1: Take it and make Anyway, say hey,
2: big thanks to all you guys out there. Week after week, continue by helping us out, submitting stories to This Week in Jeep. If you guys got something you think we should be reporting on, or if you have a response to any one of our stories, please send us an email to news tips at jeep
1: Yes, yes. You can also use info at uh, jeep, jeep Talk Show as well. Uh, either one still works. Uh, we're just trying to consolidate into one to make it easy to remember. Info at jeep That's, uh, For uh, news tips or wheeling wear, anything. So uh, please, please use that often and early, early and often, I think Josh says. So uh, I want to welcome Cody here tonight. He's filling in for Tammy and uh, apparently Tammy was able to be on the show because she's in the chat room. So I don't know, maybe she just wanted the night off. Uh, But for whatever reason, uh, uh, Cody's here with us. (laughs)
0: How you doing, guys? Thanks for having me.
1: So, Josh, what is the new uh, vehicle that uh, that Jeep is coming out with where they they took the old uh, Cherokee uh, Wagoneer and they've made a new one? That one is coming out, right? It's not just a concept vehicle? Yeah, the Grand
2: Wagoneer. Grand Wagoneer. That's right. That's the one you've been talking about. Yeah, that's gonna pretty much slide right in as competitor to um, any Jeep lug or any luxury SUV that's going to be um, in competition with the Grand Cherokee or above. Mm -hmm. And we're talking big, big price ticket type of SUVs here, high luxury. Now, the, yeah. Jeep, the new Jeep Grand Cherokee is, by all means, a very luxurious yes. SUV. This is going to take things to the next level and add a little bit more size to the mix as well.
1: Now, I mentioned uh, on, uh, on Twitter the other day uh, that uh, we're uh, at Jeep Talk Show on Twitter, or the Twitter, as I like to say. Uh, there was a picture of uh, this uh, new Grand Wagoneer, and uh, there was a picture again, uh, that was same, even same color as one of the old... Uh, Wagoneers. oh did they have the uh like the woody style i I'm trying to remember it seems like it was but they had two pictures of the new one and the old one almost side by side on on top of each other really oh yeah and, cool. and, I, and I posted now this is what I think uh Cherokee enthusiasts hoped whenever Chrysler announced that they were going to be bringing back the Cherokee that there was going to be a uh an updated version of the Cherokee that was Reminiscent of the old Cherokee, something that we could go, oh, yes, that's that's a tribute to our Cherokee, not this bastardized piece of crap that they came out with. I don't you know, it's fine. It can it can go up a vertical wall as far as I care, but it's, it's still to me just a Reebok or a Nike shoe that you can drive. Okay. Uh, <laughs> cause it, it, and that's, yeah. that's what I take offense at, uh, call it something else. I, I don't want to beat that dead horse too much, but that, whenever you said that, uh, that Chrysler seems to have got it, I think that they got it with the grand Wagoneer because they're, they're really doing something to, um, honor the memory of the 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 1980s 70s 80s vehicle
2: Well, oh, that's good that's yeah. good I'm glad to hear that now I announced back in June that dealers are going to be the first ones to see the actual Wagoneer in its production state and, uh, and that should be happening here in the next couple months so I'm sure here over the next several shows we're going to start getting some reports leaking out as far as uh, maybe some sneak peeks and other things like that.
1: Well, friend of the show, XJ Jake, uh, works at a Chrysler dealership. Hopefully, he will That's be right. uh, sending us a little uh, little something, Ooh, something, you know, since he's exclusive pictures. Yeah, hey, that would be you really know,
2: cool. Jake, if you're listening, make sure you get that secret camera mounted.
1: <laughs> like he did with all the renegade, you know, when they got the renegade there. It was, uh, that was pretty cool seeing all the inside uh, scoop, so to speak.
2: Well, I'll tell you what, Jeepers out there listening, uh, as soon as this thing is released and end in showroom floors, I actually have a, a a large Northwest Jeep dealership just down the way from where I live, and uh, and all the new Jeeps that have come out, I've been seeing roll in onto their uh, onto their showroom floor, and they've got a pretty impressive display out front, uh, which they park Jeeps on. Um, I can't wait mm-hmm. to see the Grand Wagoneer there, and when it does come in, I'm actually going to go down there and get some uh, some in person audio and video and pictures to share with you guys as well test drive and yeah, and hopefully
1: yeah. hopefully you can find one that's red
5: Ooh, red jeeps are sexy
2: <laughs>
5: well ever since the
2: srt incident i'm not allowed to do test drives anymore there
5: ah
2: well no, i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> put
1: some nose prints <laughs> <But> on seriously. <laughs> it. seriously
2: <laughs>
3: yeah anyway xjtalk.com it's where you go when you're not off road you're
1: listening to jeep Jeep talk show the number one jeep podcast at my mom's house xjtalk.com
2: is where you go when you're not off-road and now you can go to xjtalk.com
5: when you're off-road too using your smartphone install the tap talk app then search for xjtalk Take XJ talk with you wherever you go. Jury duty, dinner with your spouse's parents, even well, anywhere you need your XJ talk fix.
0: Hey guys, this is Cody. I'm not Tammy, but coming up on uh, Tammy's Wrangler talk. She has a romp in another Jeep with another man. I, I don't know all the details, but apparently there's some video,
2: so we'll be able to no. see what's going on. <laughs> Well, we are counting down to a very big celebration, guys. Four episodes left until the big two hundred. Oh my god! And that's oh, I know, I, I can't believe it. When I'm seeing this number four. I'm I'm getting all giddy because one, there's still a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes here, guys. Stuff we're trying to put together for a big two hundred special episode for you. But also, I'm excited because this is a big milestone in the podcasting world. And a big milestone for us as well, and we definitely want you guys to be a part of that. Now, we, we've uh, been announcing some of the stuff that we're going to be giving away and some of the stuff that we're going to be doing over the last several episodes. Uh, we're not going to go into that as much as well uh, tonight, but we want to tell you guys that we want your participation. We want you guys to be as much of a part of this as we are a part of the show ourselves. And so how are you going to do that and how you are going to actually get into the running to win some of the stuff that we're going to be giving away? And uh, by the way, we haven't announced everything yet on that regard. We're going to save some stuff uh, till the very end. Uh, but if you want to be a part of that, you want to get in for the running to win some of this stuff, well, there's only one way that you can do that. And you have to give us a call, 530-675-4102. Make sure you tell us who you are and where you're from, and you have to wish us a happy 200th. That's all it takes, guys. Give us a call. Wish us a happy 200th. You're gonna, not only going to help us, but you're also going to join in on the fun and get yourself in the, in the running to win some cool stuff.
1: Yeah, we'll be playing those uh, congratulations to, uh, during the 200th episode, and uh, oh, yeah. it will give you an opportunity to hear yourself and uh, us, an opportunity to make people believe a lot of people watch the show. <laughs> no, they, they really do. And, uh, you know, actually, that comes to a good point that uh, I forgot to put in the show notes tonight. The uh, I just want to take a moment here to thank each and every one of you guys that not only mm-hmm. come here for the live show, but download this show and listen to it. It is very important to us. I mean, uh, started this thing several years ago, uh, had very few uh, listeners, very few people that were interested in the show, That and that's grown by leaps and bounds, uh, as has the contributors and the co-hosts. And I mean, uh, Cody will drop what he's doing on a moment's notice to come join the show, and to me, that's just amazing. Uh, so thank you guys, and thank, the, uh, thank all the listeners out there. I really appreciate it. Of course, and thank Tammy that's here most of the time. Uh, So, I just wanted to say a big thank you. Uh, There'd be no way in the world we were getting up to the 200th episode if it wasn't for having an audience. So, thank you. And really, please let us know how we can improve on the show so that you feel comfortable uh, promoting us to your friends. All right. So, anyway, let's get over to this uh, 4x4 Radio Network. We are a proud member of the 4x4 Radio Network. It's uh, the uh, 4... Uh, Off-Road Podcast, the Jeep Talk Show, uh, the 4x4 Podcast, Center Steer, uh, Muddy Microphone. Uh, We've all joined forces to create this network, and we'll be adding more shows to the lineup soon. You can visit 4x4radionetwork.com and listen to all these great podcasts simply by pressing the play button there that you see on the site. There's no better place to get all your 4x4 information. That's the 4x4 Radio Network, www.4x4radionetwork.com. And uh, if you have forgotten, uh, the, we have a little promo here from uh, Center Steer. Uh, it, it's a podcast about Land Rovers. And, uh, well, I'll let you th- hear what John has to say about it. The Center Steer Podcast, a podcast by For and About Land Rover owners. For show number 29 this month, we discuss the Range Rover Trailer Cam. The Defender takes on the Atlantic Ocean. We have our very first listener talkback segment as he tries to build a hybrid truck. The Heritage segment discusses engine offerings way back to 1948, and the M-Word is a one-man war machine. Check out all our episodes at
0: centersteer.com.
1: John has a great show, and you should uh, check that out. And, uh, you know, you've heard from Dan uh, over the 4x4 radio podcast in the past. And uh, really check out the Muddy Microphone podcast. It has all to do about ATVs, UTVs, and uh, some of the same land use issues uh, that we have.
2: Oh, yeah, we're all one big happy family, guys, and all of us wheelers, all of us off-road enthusiasts, all of us motorsport enthusiasts, now have one place to go for our 4x4 off-road fix, the 4x4 radio network, 4x4radionetwork.com.
1: Voicemails, the bane of our existence. You
2: people, I'm so (laughs) disappointed in you. I'm not mad. I'm I'm just
1: disappointed.
2: disappointed. (laughs) Yes, of course. No voicemails tonight, not even a new G. I, I, I yeah. Tammy How is, is that out possible? gallivanting around the nation doing God knows what with God knows who. Yeah, no, why I'm didn't we kidding. get a drunk call yeah, from we Tammy even at least?
0: Get a call from our
2: own <laughs> <co-host>. Yes, unbelievable. <laughs> uh, I mean, the audacity, really. No, guys, in all seriousness, uh, we do appreciate your all of the feedback and everything that you guys do to interact with us during the show, uh, also before, during, after. The voicemails are an awesome touch. And, uh, and Nikki G has really stepped up his game over the last several months. And we can't expect a voicemail from him each and every week. So that's where you guys got to come in. Now, I know that those are big shoes to fill uh, because, well, Nikki G's a big guy. Now, in all seriousness, guys, call that number 530-675-4102. Drop what you're doing right now and give us a call, would you?
1: Press pause if you're not watching live. <laughs>
2: Go call us.
1: We really, I'm serious. We really like hearing from you guys. It's a blast uh, knowing people are listening and uh, they want to interact.
0: Even if it's just heavy breathing and grunting. Oh, better. Ooh, thats You guys are going to get some interesting stuff next week. I'm certain <laughs> of it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it just opened up Pandora's <laughs> box, I'm sure. Well, let's take a moment to welcome our YouTube subscribers. I'm assuming everybody here that is watching live is already a YouTube subscriber. Um, I'm not sure how else you would have found the the show, but for the rest of you, you you need to get out. I'm sure there's several (laughs) of you that have downloaded this podcast like I usually do and listen to it on your commute, pull over safely to the shoulder of the road, get on your smartphone, and subscribe to the Jeep Talk Show. There's not enough subscribers. We need more. Tell your friends. This is a great place to get all the information you need about Jeeps. And and let's let's spread that YouTube love so we can get some more subscribers. But for this, for the time being, let's welcome some of our new subscribers.
2: Yeah, YouTube.com slash Show, guys, where you got to go. Tony, who's our first on our list tonight? Dusty Dunn. Oh, we know that guy. We love him from our other podcast, The Tony and Josh Show. Uh, tonyandjosh.com for a shameless plug. Uh, we've got <laughs> Ethan Lawson here as well. And Fabio Luli. Fabulous. done. done. Bullbright J rounds off our list tonight. If you guys want to get on our list, get on our radar. By all means, subscribe, tell a friend, head over to youtube.com/slash Jeep Show. Yes, yes. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show?
6: What are you talking about, man?
2: Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? I got no idea what the heck. <laughs> Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at?
6: Get out of face, yo.
2: Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Underwater. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? In the bubble bath. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? No clue. And where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? While flexing on stumps. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? I would assume on the radio. The Jeep Talk Show available on iTunes and at jeeptalkshow.com.
4: That get was on my, awesome.
1: Get on my face, yo. That's the, I had to go back and forth with Josh on that one to figure out what that kid was
2: saying. Get on oh, my, my face, like, yo. <laughs> he's like six years old. He's just a little awesome trooper. I love that kid, man. I see him at the shows all the time, and, and I had to have some fun with him, and he had some fun with me, too. So that was really cool.
0: <laughs> That's very cool. Well, and, and it's a shame that Tammy's not here because this is her favorite part of the show. This is from the mind of Nikki G. From the mind of Nikki
4: G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, I'm calling on the voice call line instead of Speakpipe because I updated my operating system on my iPhone to version nine point crap. <laughs> Speakpipe app won't open, so maybe it will get you straight. I'll, maybe I'll shoot you an email. Anyhow, so I'm calling in response to uh, Joe. who called in last week and said he had a uh, spider on his front porch, and uh, he had to look up to identify it. Uh, I've got a spider on my porch, too. I can't identify it. I've looked everywhere for it. It's, uh, it's got black wiry hair, and it, uh, it builds a web. But then it stops halfway through uh, to eat some donuts and drive a Honda. if you help me identify it, I'd appreciate it. And uh, in response to a family, when you asked if uh, I make all my calls all at once, I have a routine usually on Tuesdays. I work nights. I come home in the morning, and uh, I call my mom, and I talk to her, and so she hangs up on me, which usually takes about eight minutes. And then uh, I call my brother on his landline to see that work and I, I fill up his uh, answering machine that usually takes about 20 minutes I sing him the, the uh, dishwasher song which I will sing to you sometime when I have the stick pipe feature because you have to get that in high that and then uh, I call in to the Josh, Josh and Tony show and then I call in to you guys and if I got anything left in the tank I'll call some other pe- some other talk shows and other people and annoy them I feel like I get tired and fall asleep, <laughs> and then I call in whenever something pops into my head too. That's why there's only two or three short voicemails. So instead of me writing it down, I just call it in so I don't forget. And so that's about it. And I will uh, talk to you guys later. You have a good one. Bye. You here sure are a nerd.
1: <laughs> <laughs> But we appreciate it. You know, Josh, it just it, it just dawned on me. We're being treated like a Twitter. You know, whenever you come up with something that just kind of crosses your mind and you're going to send out a quick tweet. Uh that's oh. that's what Nikki G's doing with us, but he's doing it voice We sure appreciate
2: here, it. Here this whole time I thought we were being treated like a redheaded stepchild, but all right. Oh well, no, like a uh no, a, I'm kidding. A
1: mammoth super <laughs> social media service. So, all right, let's get to our next Nikki G.
4: Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, I've gotta say, how much uh sick time does Josh get over there? Uh, working at the uh Chief Podcast will be a union job with all the sick time you get. <laughs> and uh, that's just an afterthought. The real re- reason why I called in is uh on my last message I forgot to say nut strip. So I'm saying it now, nut strip. <laughs> Alright guys, uh I'll catch you later. That's Have a good one, trap. bye.
1: Uh never ever uh, put the uh, what do you call that glue and stuff you put down on the floor it's sticky uh,
2: contact cement
1: no like if you're going to put something over the top of the wood flooring to make it shiny and stuff uh, urethane yeah never put urethane. never put urethane sitting down without any pants on otherwise you'll get in that strip thank you
0: <laughs> this has been from the mind of Nikki G <laughs>
1: It's just so sad, you gotta laugh. (laughs) There's
2: just no words. No words.
3: (laughs) You're listening to a 4x4 4x4 Radio Network Podcast.
2: Reviews! And none uh, to speak of, unfortunately, this week, guys, uh, we've had a couple over the last couple of weeks, really good reviews, but, uh, you know, we try and get at least one or two of those in each and every week. So if it's been a while since you guys have headed over to our iTunes channel or our YouTube channel or pretty much any of our social media outlets, including Facebook, and haven't left us a message in a while, well, I think it's time you do so. We always enjoy hearing from you guys. So whether it's by voicemail or whether it's by review. And we definitely appreciate the five-star reviews that we get on iTunes. So if you guys are an iTunes subscriber or you have found us on iTunes recently, make sure you give us a five-star rating. And by all means, leave us a comment. We just might read it here on the show.
1: Yep, yep. And uh, we like reading them whether they're good or bad because we like uh, getting better at what we're doing here. That's right. If you
2: guys have constructive criticism, we definitely appreciate that as well. Several times we've gotten well, really taken to task on a couple of issues before. Heck, we've even had some uh, rather aggressive voicemails we've played for you guys of people putting us in our place. We appreciate that, guys, because if we report something incorrectly or if uh, we are doing something that you guys just aren't getting rubbed right by, by all means, we need to know about it. So let us know. And we will definitely take it into consideration.
1: That's how we uh, found Cody, wasn't it? Because he wrote us that really nasty message about uh, not having more Cody on oh, the show. Oh, he
0: was the
2: one? Oh, no. <laughs> screw
0: <laughs> this. Oh, wait, wait a minute. No. I, I believe I left a voicemail about the lack of Grand Cherokee-ness on the oh, show. That's right. And oh, I tried, that's, and I, Okay. It's okay. the same thing. It's to the to same thing out. with what I was saying. Yeah. And I just want to point out that during that segment, Josh said rubbed right. And nobody commented on
4: it. I, I, I so, really, the
2: door was wide open. I thought for sure Tony would have picked up on that one.
1: Oh, uh, well, you know, Thank you, I got I to let a few go by. Otherwise, I get that uh, ass rating. Hey, you know, by the way, <laughs> speaking of uh, the Grand Adventure, uh, we had a member that had left us because he sold his XJ that lives in Israel. And he kept, popped up on the XJTalk.com site today saying, I'm back because he bought another uh, another Jeep. But this time it's a grand Cherokee and I made sure that I mentioned uh the show and uh you specifically and you doing your grand adventure segments for us Cody so uh don't let us down. We have uh we, this has international incident written all over it.
0: Yeah. Okay, I am letting people down is kind of what I do. So
2: I'll, I'll do my best.
0: I'll <laughs> keep the just bar ask low. My wife.
2: <laughs> keep the bar low. That's great. Yes. Well, hey, speaking of don't speaking expect of much, stuff, I for, can't disappoint. For, uh, uh-huh. Speaking of grand adventures and stuff like that, guys, we are always looking for content Mm -hmm. ideas. So whether it's a a Wrangler platform, whether it's a new Cherokee, or whether it's an old Renix engine that you want some tips or tricks about, by all means, just send us an email or drop us a line and let us know. If you've got something that you want Cody to do a report on that's Grand Cherokee related, by all means, send in those ideas to info at jeeptalkshow.com or you guys can give us a call, 530-675-4102. And we have one
1: of those contributors uh, here tonight that is going to bring his uh, sixth episode of uh, CJ Talk. Take it away, Anton. Is it Anton, Anton?
2: Anton.
6: Super Croc, I'm gonna go with that. Greetings Jeep Talk, this is a Super Croc coming to you with CJ Talk. Today we're gonna finally get to CJ model and review. Today with one of the more rare and elusive CJs. So sit down. Buckle up and come on the journey today with me. So today we're going to be talking about the Jeep CJ-10, also called the Jeep One Tonner, or also the J-10. Now, first off, when was the CJ-10 made? It was made between 1981 and 1985. There was possibility of starting pre-production for export as early as 1977, but that's kind of rumored. And it was assembled in the U.S. in South Bend, Indiana for about production of 300, and in Mexico the, to the tune of 5 to 600. So what was the CJ-10? Well, what it was is kind of a hybridization between the CJ-7 and the, the J-10 pickup. So it was a two-door Jeep, and it had the CJ front body, and it had a true independent bed. Kind of what the Command-She would be, or the CJ-8, uh, except the CJ-8 still had a independent bed, but it was all one length. Now when it came, it came in two gross vehicle weights. Basically a heavy-duty and a light-duty version. And the power plants, depending on the version, were either the 2.5 liter i4, the 4.2 liter i6, or the 3.2 liter i6 diesel, being the i6 in the the heavy duty and the i4 in the light duty. It came with either one of two transmissions, either the 3-speed torque flight A727 auto or the 4-speed Tremec T177 manual. So not a whole lot of variation there. It was kind of option-dependent. Now for the axles, they all had Dana 44 fronts. And for the rears, they either had, on the lighter versions, the Dana 44 or the Dana 60 rear. Now, the ones that were four-wheel drive had the NP208 transfer case in them. So that's kind of the specs. And basically what they were made for is to compete with the the Asian Utility Vehicles for Export in Australia. Now right now Australia has most of the, the CJs. Basically in the U.S. there is known about oh, a handful of low 20s, high teens that are still in the States. So it's a very collectible car that way. Now between seven and 800 were sent over to, to Australia. And one of the interesting things about the CJ-10 is that it had square headlights. So if anyone tells you, Oh, real Jeeps have round headlights. Ask them about the CJ-10. Or the XJ. Or any number one of them that have them. I mean, even some of your TJs aren't too bad. So, I mean... But that was the first to use actual square headlights for it. Now... Basically what caused the death of the CJ10 and why you don't see a lot of them nowadays is because when they were being exported over to Australia they were being made either in Mexico for the later ones or early ones in the United States. Just before that the Australian dollar started to lose a lot of its rate. I mean it was already low to the US dollar when it started. But mid-production, it kind of dropped way more, so, and so that they were being priced out of some of what the Asian competitors could do. Now, the CJ-10 was in, had kind of a son to it, which was the CJ-10A. Now, the CJ-10A was an aircraft tug for the U.S. Air Force. And the U.S. Air Force bought about 2,300 of them. Now they were only with the the 3.3 liter or 3.2 liter I6 diesel. So they had the CJ style front, and instead of having a bed, they had a place in the back to hook up to the aircraft to pull it. And those are neat little vehicles, and occasionally you'll find one of them. They're not as rare in the United States, but they are mainly in the United States. Now, also, the CJ-10 was also exported to Canada and New Zealand, and other countries in smaller quantities as well, but with the vast majority of them going to um, Australia for use as a utility vehicle. I mean, it had a full bed, and could be changed out. A few people ha- that collect them nowadays have turned them into flatbeds. And they're great vehicles. But they're very rare around here. So that's kind of the CJ-10 in a nutshell. It's very rare. Especially in the United States. And it's a pretty cool thing. I Basically a CJ-10, J-10 pickup. Where the J-10 Gladiator and the CJ had a baby type of thing. So that's the CJ-10 in a nutshell. I know there's not a whole lot to go over, but with the limited production and late production, there's not a whole lot of stuff about that. So that finishes up the CJ model in review. So, since I've got a couple minutes of my supposed to be 45 minute or two hour segment, I will talk a little bit more about electrolysis. I'd like to thank the Pats boys for kind of pointing this out as well In some safety we should bring up about it. I know, I know. Stupid people need safety briefings. But this is kind of one of the things with hydrolysis it is breaking down of your dihydrogen monoxide which is water into both hydrogen and oxygen. Now the oxygen you don't have to worry about as much because you can't actually burn oxygen. However, oxygen is an accelerant and hydrogen is very flammable. Yeah, I look up the Hindenburg. So if you're gonna do your electrolysis please make sure it's in an open environment and that there's no sparks near where you're doing it. Other than that, it's a simple process and it's great at what you do with it um, so stay safe, stay in, and you have a great night. The Super croc out.
1: Well, we really appreciate that, Super croc. Great information and uh, love the pictures. It gives uh, us yeah. and our audience a much better idea of what it is that you're, you're talking about. And you can kind of see a, a 50s uh, style uh, going on there with, uh, with those vehicles.
2: Even yeah, a little bit awesome.
0: of the... Go ahead, Cody. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just saying those things are awesome. I love
2: those, those trucks. Yeah, absolutely. And you can see a little bit of their lines in the MJs, the Comanches. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. A little bit of that kind of bled over into the next generation G pickups, the smaller version anyways. Yeah, you really can. All right, well, let's get over
1: to a, uh, a very rare, because it doesn't happen that often. You know, I noticed, uh, I'm going to take John to task a little bit. Our last radio com tech uh, from John was episode 186. <gasps> that is wow. 10 episodes ago. So, John, John, shame, shame, The shame.
2: shame. No, just kidding. Guys, we appreciate all of our segment producers and all the work that they put in. It is hard work to come up with this level of technical content that we provide to you guys all the time. So, getting a Radio ComTech in each and every week, that is a lot to ask of somebody. We space those out. Give John a little bit of a break. Give him some time <laughs> to recoup. And now he's got a fresh one for us. Radio ComTech.
4: Universal
2: and now it's time for some Radio Com Tech.
4: Another warrior is on
3: the This is John, pre-runner 1982, and on today's Radio ComTech segment, I'm going to talk about APRS, Anal Probe Restraint System. No. No, no. no. That's not right. That sounds like something that should be on the Amazon you bought what segment? Let's try that again. APRS. Automatic Packet Reporting System First of all, let's define what a packet is. A packet is data, and in this case, speed, direction, altitude, and location, as well as a short message that typically consists of the frequency that you are monitoring. This data packet is broadcast over the air via 2 meter ham radio, tuned to 144.39 MHz, and sounds like this. Other users can receive that data packet directly from your radio, or it can be picked up by a digital repeater or a digipeater and rebroadcast. If there is a digipeater in range of the first one, it picks it up and rebroadcasts it again and so on, typically about two to three times. Now in your area, there may also be an internet gateway or an iGate, which then picks up your packet and transfers it to the internet, where it can be viewed on sites such as APRS.FI and openAPRS.net. You do have to be a licensed amateur radio operator to use an APRS setup. Now you may say, how is using APRS useful? First of all is the tracking, and that is what a lot of people use it for, but that's not the only use for this system. Other uses include messaging between users, text messages to a cell phone, sending a short email, and amateur radio weather stations also report their data via APRS. Sending a text message or an email does require you to be in range of an eye gate But back to the tracking aspect, and to keep this Jeep related, The tracking could be useful if you were hosting a trail run with multiple trail guides on multiple trails. If each trail guide had an APRS beacon, you could tell who was where and on what trail and if something happened, you would know where to send help or parts or whatever may be needed. This would also help in search and rescue to know where your fellow searches are and where they have been, but also if you were on a trail and needed rescued. You could call it in on your radio and instead of trying to tell them where you are you know around the turn by the big tree you could tell them you're beaconing aprs and most amateur radio users would know where to find that information and relay it to rescue personnel it would also come in handy when shit hits the fan such as a hurricane or other widespread natural disaster where you're trying to evacuate if you and your friends or your significant other both had an aprs beacon you would know where each other was even if you got separated Another benefit of the tracking is if your Jeep gets stolen. You could wire the APRS setup to Beacon all the time, or just when the vehicle is on. Either way, you would have means to track it, and I know of at least one Jeep talk show host who would have benefited from (laughs) such tracking on their daily driver. Now, you may say the Spot Tracking Beacon already does this. Well perhaps, but with APRS, you don't need a subscription, and the system can be set up for about the same cost. A Spot Beacon costs about $150 and requires a yearly subscription. For an additional fee, you can get unlimited tracking, and for another fee, you can get extreme tracking which beacons every two and a half minutes. An APRS setup can be done for about $150, with the cost increasing depending on the type of radio and hardware you decide on. Once you have the APRS system set up, it is free to use from then on. If you were to look at APRS.FI or openAPRS.net, you will likely see many weather stations. You can click on them and get a variety of weather information for that location depending on what weather station they are using at that particular site. You may also see digipeters and eye gates noted on the map, as well as vehicles and the paths they have taken. If you click on a vehicle, you will see their call sign, their name, license class, telemetry and message. Voice repeaters may also be noted on IPRS with frequency, offset and tone. This is useful if you are traveling and didn't look up the repeaters ahead of time. In addition to land vehicles, APRS can also be used on boats and planes. If you go with a full APRS setup with a display, the map, icons, and information will readily be available to you rather than having to access the internet to see the information. Now something to note when looking at an APRS website, just because it doesn't show any activity in your area, doesn't mean there isn't any. It just means there's not an eye gate in the area to relay that information to the website. I will go into the hardware needed for an APRS setup in a future Radio ComTech segment. That's it for today, so if you have any questions or comments, you can PM me on xjtalk.com or email me at prerunner1982 at yahoo.com. This is John, Prerunner, 1982, clear. Thank you,
1: John. I'm glad you brought the APRS stuff up. Uh, Dan, on the 4x4 podcast, uh, a member of the uh, uh, 4x4 Radio Network, uh, recently uh, mentioned uh, APRS on his show. He's a a new ham, maybe um, three, four months. Uh, I I guess, Josh, you're in the same boat. You've only been uh, a ham for about the same length of time. And uh, Dan was asking about APRS. He he, he actually said he was a little disappointed. He uh, stopped at a uh, little ham... uh, Uh, tutorial thing on his uh, trip from uh, Missouri to Alaska and he was disappointed he had asked about APRS uh, and some of the other more recent uh, things in a ham radio and he really didn't get very good information and one of the things was uh, the the information that he thought he had heard that you could send uh, text messages uh, to people uh, via APRS which indeed you can which John uh, told us about tonight so John, very timely reference, at least from the standpoint of what I heard recently on Dan's uh, show. And appreciate you doing that for us.
2: And I appreciate so very much you calling out the (laughs) the ability for APRS to be used like (laughs) LoJack. Just how much I could use something like that.
1: Thanks, John. Yeah, you would have been the super nerd at the police department if you had uh, come up and said, you can find
2: my Honda. Don't people understand? I have a tracking system installed on my Honda. All you have to do is see up to the certain frequency in this website. (laughs) It's very easy, officer. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, that's awesome.
1: (laughs) And you would be unable to uh, uh, purchase a firearm from then on forward.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's when the mace and the tasing. and Yeah. (laughs)
1: Well, we have a a really special thing tonight. Uh, we have a little off-roading video uh, from Tammy. This will be uh, uh, her uh, uh, pseudo Wrangler talk uh, segment. So, should we do the play the intro, or should we just play the play the video? What I do think you think?
2: We should. It, it, it's not the same without the intro. All right. Shut up and listen.
4: Shut up. So shut up. You don't
0: nah, shut up. Shut up, Hey, shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler Talk. It's time for Jeep Mama.
5: Hey, Tony and Josh. It's Tammy, Jeep Mama. I'm out here um, on my guided trail ride at Roush Creek. I am the gunner. I have the second radio, so I keep in contact with the person in front. There are 15 Jeeps. Actually, they're not all Jeeps. We have a Bronco out here, um, a Land Rover, a Grand Cherokee stock, and a bunch of Wranglers that are lifted, and a Bronco, and then there's little old itty-bitty me and my stock Rubicon, kicking ass, going over obstacles that other people have bypassed, even the lifted Jeeps have bypassed, and anyway, I hope to have that video on my YouTube channel soon of me going over this obstacle that I was thinking I was gonna to have to take my kids to school in the bike after I went through that. So anyway I'm having a great time. I will see you guys when we get back.
1: I think this was I think this was at Rosh Creek that she uh, Sorry, uh did this video.
5: that's oh, okay it's not the
1: worst thing I've ever had on me. That's kind of scary. Oh,
5: oh boy. see this is what's scary. <laughs> yeah just stay right where you are you'll be good. Holy Jesus,
1: are you <laughs> sure? <Positive. laughs> oh, now, so now remember cool. these words. Are you I sure? I
5: really feel like I'm going to tip over. Not. But I do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just some skid plates, folks. Nothing to be worried about. Just a bit scream. outside.
5: You may scrape a little bit. You'll be fine. Oh, I'm a very noisy driver.
6: That's fine.
5: Oh my God! Are you sure? I'm positive. Holy you're
6: fine. She's
1: going up over a little embankment here.
5: See, I can't see a thing right now. You're good. Keep going the way you are.
1: <laughs> it is very scary yeah. when you get your nose way up in the air like that, and you don't know what's yeah. on the other side. We need one of those transparent cockpit things that the uh, fighter lights. pilots are getting for. And you're over.
2: This oh, is what's gonna kind of. <laughs> Right there, just into a little depression with that front corner. Are you, sir? Sure? Yep.
5: Go Kinda where? Just keep apart. going straight. Oh, my God. Are you, sure? Yep. Turn down just a little bit. Down the... Down now, just what a little
2: we're bit. seeing here, people, oh, is just basically a parking lot of rock. Nothing not really, really that
1: <laughs> uh, You never can capture the... What you so see and what you is. feel. I you don't look at it if you no. want. It really
2: does. It's, you're going to look at it and be like, oh, is oh. that all I was worried about? Straight ahead, partner. And now she's uh, going up. through
1: some water. She really hates water.
2: Jesus. Christ! Honestly, kind of deep. It looks like her oh front my God.
5: bunker. Pretty much much oh, my God. <laughs>
4: Jesus.
1: He says, keep going. And she hits the gas pretty hard. And then hits yeah, a rock. I guess they a different <laughs> way. Popped out of that water a little bit. <laughs> and just going up and down over things here, just a little you embankment, maybe a two foot drop. Oh,
6: are you sure? I know. The Linda Blair. Did are you sure?
1: sure? Hey,
0: so you're going to go line up to climb that.
5: Oh, I'm not climbing yeah, that. Yeah, you are. We're putting your. Oh, I'm not <laughs> climbing that. No, no. You're
0: going to love it. You're just high centered a little bit.
1: And down the other side. So just yes. an amazing, uh, amazing job there, Tammy. And uh, just underscores that anybody can go out and do this. You know, I had no idea she was that timid
2: about off-road. And, and, and this I isn't her either. first time. No, no. Now, Tammy has seen some trail time. She's got some seat time. And she's actually had some professional instruction uh, for the most part, as far as wheeling and tire placement and trail etiquette, things like that goes. I wouldn't call her a veteran wheeler, but it's certainly not her first time behind the wheel. This just goes to show you guys that with the right person with you, you know, and you got a good spotter, you got somebody that can encourage you, and you have a capable vehicle. You know yourself, you know your limits, you know your, your vehicle's limits. It might be a little bit scary to get off camber or to be going through something deeper than you have or to hear some rocks scraping on those on the skid plates, but if you just kind of go through it with a level head, it just goes to show that you guys can have a lot of fun and well, your vehicle will make it through just fine.
0: And the, uh, the, you could hear the guy in the passenger seat say that it, it's, it always feels worse than it is. And that's one of the right. things that you have to get over uh, being a driver of a Jeep off road. You feel like you're going to tip. You feel like you're going to go up o- over your front end. And it's you get out and you look at it or you look at the pictures after your trip and you're like, that was pretty lame. How come I was so <laughs> freaked out about it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. Now, there's been those times where, where I think I'm posted up and it, and it's really off, super off camber and I'm all flexed out and everything. And I get out because I'm thinking I'm going to have an awesome photo opportunity, nice poser shot. And I get out in front of the Jeep and I'm like, oh. Well, I've got about another 30 degrees to go before yeah. I have anything to worry about. <laughs> yeah. And you know, you get back in and you go going along your merry way. So yeah, yeah, it's just when you're in the vehicle, things are a lot different, especially when you're behind the wheel, mm-hmm. because you know, you're you're kind of you're you're holding on, and this is your baby that you're driving, and and, uh, and you're in a in a position that you're not typically in. You're unfamiliar with the degree of off-camber. And and there's been times even in my own Jeep that uh, and I'm a veteran wheeler guys, I've been doing this for for many, many years and and there's been times even recently that I've been off camber enough to where it's like oh maybe I need to hold on to the other door a little bit or you know maybe uh, cinch that seatbelt down a little bit tighter it it happens guys and it just it's just part of the fun of wheeling get out there and get your tires dirty well that's kind of the
1: point of getting out there and uh, learning what your uh, your jeep can do or renegade, renegade or trail chicken uh you need to <laughs> exactly. you need to find out what it feels like when you're not on road when you're not on flat level surface or you know, going up a, an overpass. I mean, that's probably the, the highest, uh, steepest thing that uh, the majority of people uh, climb up and over. And well, when they slow down to 20 miles an hour, I can tell that even scares them. So uh, that's, that's the good reason for getting out there. Besides having the fun and being part of the family and uh, meeting and greeting other fellow Jeepers, uh, learning what your vehicle can do, and you'll just be amazed. Even if it's a stock configuration, you will just be amazed what you can do. Agreed. Alrighty, so uh, well, we normally would do Amazon. You bought what? But we're going to push that out a week, and uh, we'll bring it to you next week. And uh, Josh, just so people can uh, keep in mind what it is, and have another week to purchase things on Amazon. Won't you? Uh, Give us a, your little spiel about what this Amazon You Bought What is.
2: I'll give you guys a brief, quick rundown here, folks. The Jeep Talk Show and Amazon.com have a great little relationship set up. It's a it's a perfect opportunity, it's a very great outlet for you guys uh, to have to support the show. Uh, if you guys like what you hear, you like what we're doing here, you want to be able to help us out, keep bringing you more content and keep improving the show and stuff, well, a great way to do that is to do your online shopping through Amazon.com, but clicking through our site first or using the link jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. Use that link first. Takes you right to amazon.com, where you guys can do all of your Christmas shopping, birthday shopping, holiday shopping, Jeep part shopping, you name it. All the stuff that you can buy online can be found with great selection and great prices at amazon.com. And doing so, well, it also helps uh, keep the lights on at the XJ or the Jeep talk show command center.
1: And xjtalk.com wranglertalk.com and, uh, uh, now, I was going to say several illegitimate brothels, but that wouldn't be right. That would just, no.
2: be, that would just be creative talking on my part. <laughs> now, in the past, guys, we've given you a different link to use. Uh, it might have uh, the word XJ talk in it. That's what uh, the show used to be called. Jeep Talk Show is where it's at now. JeepTalkShow.com slash Amazon. Tune in next week. For episode 197 when Amazon You Bought What returns.
1: Yep. Uh, xgtalk.com slash Amazon works um, com slash Amazon works uh, probably even wranglertalk.com slash Amazon works. So whichever you prefer to do this as long as you uh, go there first we will really appreciate it. Hey you're not Tammy. No, <laughs> No, we can put a wig on him. We can pretend. <laughs> oh, no, not in the woods. You never, never ever want to see somebody wig. walking out with a, with a wig when you're in the woods and it's a sausage fest. <laughs> From deep in the woods, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm
3: a little uncomfortable with the, wig. with
1: the direction
0: this is headed. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Hey,
2: you, you signed up
0: for it. <laughs> Here it I was goes. told the new guy had to bring beer. That was it. I didn't, I didn't yeah. know what the
2: beer was for.
1: That's to make the uh, the wig look proper. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: uh, so guys, this is the
2: part of the time, uh, part of the show where we just kind of sit around the campfire and BS a little bit about uh, about Jeeps, about what's going on in the Jeep world, about our own Jeeps in our own Jeep world and stuff like that. Tony, what's been happening with you lately? Extra B and S for me, please. Um. So, um, not a lot. It's been driving
1: back and forth. Temps are, uh, are air temps are getting a little cooler here. I think we're supposed to be hitting 80s uh, this week. Uh, and uh, strange as it seems, uh, the uh, the temperature, engine temperature on my uh, nice little 4.0 liter is uh, is doing well. I don't even have to pay attention to it, Josh. Uh, so. That's kind of little yeah, peace of mind there. I'm
2: sure. So, uh, have you have you set a date yet? Any kind of a goal, long term or short term, as far as when you want to get back out on the trails?
1: Well, i um, uh, You know, uh, the last time uh, I spoke with uh, Dean Murray, he said let's uh, let's get together uh, this fall. You know, when the temperatures get a little cooler. So, I'm assuming that he means uh, you know, like the first cold front. So uh, I'm kind of huh. thinking, and, and I need a little more time too, because I still need to put that brake line, that extended brake line, on the rear. Oh yeah, and uh, I still need to change out uh, all the uh, the u joints on that front drive shaft. So I could use a few more weeks uh, before uh, I go out. I mean, I think I probably get away with just going out there now, but uh, my luck, uh, a u joint. I mean, the u joint that I uh, I hear a little squeaking in there, uh, and I don't uh, I don't want to get out in a situation where uh, I have to remove the u joint. I mean, the, remove, Ooh, remove the front drive the shaft. Well, remove no. the drive shaft just to get home. So, yeah, uh, new we'll tires. So uh, the new tires will be very handy uh, going out yeah. on the trail. And uh, but it, it, everything's running real well. And I, I think that whenever we start seeing uh, uh, seventy degree temperatures, I should be able to drive for you know hours and get to wherever I need to go, have some fun, and come back. And I'm hoping to bring you guys a lot of great video uh of me going off that. road and I probably will do a uh, a parody reel where I'm going
2: Jesus are you sure <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah
3: you got and, it and, and you know and, and I think I think I'm going gonna going have to like, as yeah, well yeah, yeah. there's go, there's
2: no no ifs ands or buts about it.
1: I, and I just want to tell you real something real quick. I love 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 teasing Tammy but what a trooper what a trooper to to have oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. all those real true uh, heartfelt emotions and, and not not just videotape it but allow other people especially uh, us <laughs> to view it and make comment on it
2: especially the likes of us yes
1: <laughs> so yeah and i think it's wonderful too because it shows everybody out there that you know it, it's exciting it is a little scary and it's something but it's something that you're in control of and uh, it, it's a lot of fun it's just, just a lot of fun
0: and the uh now, the, our sport, the the jeeping can can be a very male dominated, ma- macho yes. sport where we, you know, we're yeah. forcing people to go up a hill unless you prove you're a man enough. Mm-hmm. And to have have someone like Tammy be able to do the stuff she does from a, a a new jeeper perspective and make it known that we were all there at one point. I remember going over those hills screaming like a little girl because I get I had to drive my jeep to work on Monday, and she's <laughs> yes. kind of bringing that back for me, and I love it.
1: Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why I was so excited about getting Tammy to join our team because a lot of what I mean, you know, and I haven't been off road that many times in my life because of exactly what you're talking about, Cody, the uh, I have to go to work Monday. I don't have the benefit of having something that uh, is only, you know, sitting in the garage waiting for me to take it out and, uh, uh, you know, and have some fun in it. So, hey. uh, well, I'm, I'm that, you're just you're just recently in that situation, Josh,
2: and you're paying no, for I know, it. But I mean, you pay I've, I've been for been it. There. You drive a Honda, so that's I've been there on, on both sides of the fence. I've got countless frantic Sunday night stories for you guys of of repairs and oh, and like, geez. oh crap, what the heck am I going to do? I've got to get this thing put back together because I've got to go to work in the morning,
4: mm-hmm. yeah. you know,
2: and not and, and and being in a position to where okay, it's three hours past my bedtime. I've got to get up and go to work in the morning and this thing's not done yet. What am I going to do? You know, I've, mm-hmm. I've been in those situations. Weekend warrior, daily driver, it's the same vehicle. And when you go out and you punish it and something goes wrong or something happens that you weren't planning or expecting for and you don't have the spare parts to cover it, what do you do? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that. That is, and it's Sunday night. You know, or you you went out Sunday day, you come back Sunday night with carnage, and you got to go back to work the next morning, and you have to use that vehicle to get there. Uh, you know, I've been there, guys. I've got stories to share with you guys. You can even see some of the, the the pictures of some of that stuff I'm talking about, and some of my experiences over my build thread at XJTalk.com.
1: Yeah, uh, I guess it's something uh, that we all probably have to face. I'm not looking forward to it. And I've mitigated that uh, that loss by not going off-road that much.
2: <laughs> well, I haven't either. In fact, my Jeep is, uh, for, for those who are new to the show, my Jeep's been in the garage, in my own garage, uh, since about November. So almost a year that my Jeep has been uh, not necessarily down, but it hasn't been wheeled. Now, I've driven it several times. I've been to some off-road shows. I've DJed out of it and stuff like that, carrying my gear around and whatnot. Now, the last... So, uh, i'm gonna say three months or so it hasn't budged it's been in the garage and do- going through a, uh, a kind of a major teardown right now i'm doing a lot of stuff to it and i haven't been able to do anything to it in, in a couple few weeks now and that's mainly because well one i've had a i've had a put pretty full plate lately and uh I had that whole spider bite thing, which kind of put me down for a little while and set me back a little bit. But I've been working on getting some voiceover stuff going, guys. I'm really kind of getting the stuff going into full gear. And uh, and I could certainly use your help. If you want to come go check out my uh, voiceover website, thevoiceofjosh.com is where you'd go for that. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, and so I'm trying to get some of that stuff going as well. And really it's a matter of priorities that I'm juggling around right now. So I I'm still sorry, I've been tinkering around with the Jeep though.
1: I'm sorry, Josh, you glossed over that really quick. Where, where can people go to, what, what, what was the website again?
2: The voice You guys can also type in voice of It'll take you to the same place.
1: Yeah. Go over there and check that out.
2: Now Especially examples up there. I've got some stuff up there. You guys can hear some of my work and uh, and whatnot as well. So, but uh, one of the things that I've been working on uh, more diligently is my bored out throttle body. Now, for some of you um, out there, you guys know that I've been working on a uh, bored throttle body project that I'm doing myself. Uh, I work at a machine shop. I have access to a machine shop, and so I'm uh, I'm not going out, going to go out and go buy one of those um, turnkey bored out throttle bodies. I'm doing this myself. Uh, one of the things that I decided to do was take it up to 62 millimeters, and in doing so, that requires a new butterfly valve to be made. And that's where I'm at right now in uh, in getting the measurements and everything. Now, the butterfly valve has two flat spots on it, and this enables it to actually rotate inside of the throttle body itself. Uh, I need to duplicate that ratio. Now, I've got all the measurements and all those numbers are at work. I don't have those with me right now. I can't share those with you, and I will as soon as I get everything all figured out. But on the the stock butterfly valve, there's two small flat spots on the edges. And this is basically where it resides up against the edge of the throttle body and the uh, the spring-loaded axle portion of it, which enables things to kind of go back to where they're supposed to be uh, at idle. Uh, Everything has to fit just right. If you have too much of an air gap, your idle is going to be too high. The idle air control valve is not going to be able to overcompensate. And you're just going to end up having an idle of about 1,800 RPM and nothing you can do about it. Uh, That's not exactly what I call a good day or where I want my Jeep to be. So the fix is a throttle body butterfly valve that is the right size for the bored out throttle body. Uh, And that's where I'm at right now. I trying to get that ratio of of round to flat right to make sure that it's going to fit the same way and work the same way that the original did in that size.
1: Now, what are you talking about? Round to flat? Um, I, th- I thought it was just a metal disc that. Uh, ah, yeah, a lot fits of people might that consider that
2: as well. Now, but if you put a an entire a, a fully round disc into a round hole, you're not going to be able to to spin it around. It's just gonna it's gonna bind. You need to have a little bit of clearance on two tangencies in order for that other that disc to rotate inside of that cylinder. And it basically creates a, an axis for that to spin on, and creates the clearance mm-hmm. for that valve to rotate inside right. of the cylinder.
1: I figured it was just because of the gap front and back that allowed it to to clear the edge of the of the uh, the throttle body. In fact,
2: there shouldn't be a gap at at, at full rest. The only air gap should be that which is supplied by the idle air control valve. And that's what controls the idle, and that's what uh, allows the air passage to go through the butterfly valve without you actually pressing on the throttle.
1: You can't have it sealed completely because you can't rotate it. This is just crazy talk. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Well, That's where the (laughs) gas pedal comes in, and that's what actually does the rotation. You press on the gas pedal. It uh, it pulls against the clock spring that's on that central axis, which the butterfly valve is attached to, and that rotates that butterfly valve, opening up the uh, the aperture and allowing air and to go in. The uh, the rotation of that moves the throttle position sensor, and of course that tells the computer to throw more gas into uh, into the mix as well. Onto more air, fire, more so gas equals more power.
1: So I'm going to have to take a closer look at mine. I didn't realize that it was, uh, I thought there was a, enough of a gap there so that the that cylinder, that circular disc, had enough room to rotate inside that, that cylinder. So uh, that's very interesting. I didn't realize, because I was
2: thinking, what are you taking so long for? It's just a disc. <laughs> Go no. cut it out already. I mean, make the oh, cut no, good because I've got I've not only have to match the thickness as well because mm-hmm. it has to seat in the right plane right. and the right height in the in the throttle body. Uh but also has to be the right material because I don't want any any corrosion, I don't want any galling. Uh, because if I have two of the wrong kind of materials and they rub up against each other, that can create galling, create sticking, and uh, yeah. it's just going to end up uh, creating more problems that I'm really willing to uh, to deal with right now. So the other thing is is, is repeatability because yeah. I may decide I want to do this maybe a few more times, and I want to make sure that I that I have repeatability. So I want to have these numbers, and I love the documentation, the, the gearhead stuff behind this, all of the actual numbers. And I'm a, I'm an engineer by trade, guys, so this this kind of stuff is right up my alley and i'm i will of course be sharing all of this stuff with you guys with lots and lots of pictures lots of numbers so that if you guys wanted to follow my steps you guys can go ahead and recreate this kind of stuff that i've done
1: wow it's it's uh, making me uh feel bad about going to uh, to uh, uh ebay and getting a 200 oh product. no By all
2: <laughs> me, hey if you if you have the money if you've, if that's in your budget and you don't have access to a machine shop like i do by all means, guys. That's that's what oh, you got to do. This is costing you
1: some money, though, isn't it? I mean, something. It's time more than anything, really. Yeah.
2: No, I, you know, I, I, um, I, I do some of the machine work myself. I, uh, I, I have uh, some of the guys there who are a little bit more experienced with the finesse side of things. I Thought you to were banned from those machines. <laughs> 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 Ever since that one accident, you know.
1: I, was, <laughs> I mean, that girl that you carved out of uh, titanium really looks good, but
2: still. <laughs> So, but and, and, yeah, guys. you know we there's mentioned no, there's no shame in 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 in, in putting together no, uh, a, a project like this with off the shelf uh, off the shelf parts. Oh it's not um, there's no
1: no shame in doing it this way and taking your time no, and, and learning in the process. No, not at all. And I that's, just want that's to mention is, I just want to mention that uh, I, I mentioned Dean Murray earlier and uh, this also has a Dean Murray connection.
2: Yeah it does. Dean Murray is the one who uh, who shipped me on his own dime. Uh, without me asking uh, for it, he went ahead and shipped me a donor throttle body. And that is the one that is bored out sitting. Well, it's actually on my desk at work right now. I was going to say on my workbench in the garage, but it's, a, it's at work right now, getting uh, measured and all that sort of stuff. Now, Dean Murray was kind enough to donate a, an extra throttle body, maybe the one that came off of his Jeep originally. In any case, uh, big, big, huge thank you to yeah. Dean Murray. Hey, guys, go check out his YouTube channel, I just do a quick search for Dean Murray M U R R Y M U R R A Y. I think oh, it's a, a, M-U-R-R-Y. M-U-R-R-Y. Yeah, he's E-Y. got the check, most check A Y E Y and on that channel, guys. He does a great <laughs> A-Nope job A-Nope over out there. A-Nope. Go check out some of his, his videos.
1: So let's get over to uh, to you, Cody. Uh, now I know you've been doing something with your uh, your Grand Cherokee with that brand new three thousand dollar lots of oil motor.
0: Yeah, the the the, uh, the new oil eater engine has been running great. I haven't problems with that. Haven't done much with the Grand uh, since the last uh, the last time we talked last week. I've been kind of focusing on other things that are uh, Jeep related in some way or another. I've done seven of the Grand Adventure segments, and I wanted to reach out to the community and see what kind of other topics that they that, that you guys want me to cover. I've got a couple more in the hopper that I'm ready to record. Um, but I wanted to get some feedback from you guys on topics that, that might be interesting you to you. So so reach out to me with uh, either email at Cody at TrailChasers.net. You can find me on Twitter at TrailChasers or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TrailChasers. Just throw me a line, things you're interested in, things you want to know about. Like I said, I've got a couple more ready to go. Um, but before those run dry, I'd like to see what you guys are interested in. Um, and then... And then I've been working on the the website and the social media for Trail Chasers. Um, we just received our first batch of hats and shirts and stickers, um, and I'm working on a couple projects behind the scenes with uh, some some help. And um, I'm hoping to have a couple things available probably around the first of the year to, to roll out and uh, and give you guys some info on. But until then, it's all
2: just works in progress. Oh well, you definitely have my curiosity spiked.
1: So, so do me a favor if it's not too much trouble. Stand up a little bit because on the uh, even on the full screen can't see the t-shirt. So there you go.
0: Yeah, it's just the, it's just the the logo, simple simple shirt logo, and then the, the logo on the hat, and then um, we got stickers, a um, couple different sizes of stickers. I've got a, a couple of the guys I wheel with um want to put them on their vehicles i'm gonna i'm gonna put a uh, fairly large set on the back of the wj um but it, it's it i mean like what we talked about in the pre-show um i'm i'm t-minus six weeks so basically any minute now i'm in the danger zone for uh for a baby arrival so i haven't been really breaking into any projects on the vehicle i need to make sure it runs so i can get to the hospital
1: so, critical critical question. After the baby's birth and you're going to bring the baby home, what vehicle will be bringing the baby home? A Ooh. Jeep
0: Grand Cherokee of some sort. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Even if it's not,
1: that's a perfect answer. So, <laughs> yeah. that,
0: that's, that, so I have, you guys were talking about the, uh, the the vehicles versus, you know, the daily driver versus uh, uh, a weekend warrior. Uh-huh. So, for, for for many, many years, I've had a, a, a personal vehicle, a truck, and then my Jeep is my toy. Um, so I mean, and the work truck, uh, as, and my Jeep is a toy. So recently, I got rid of my personal Dodge truck. I have a work truck that I drive, uh, company truck that I drive every day, and then my my Wrangler, my I'm sorry, my Grand Cherokee is my quote daily driver. So when I'm not in my work truck, I drive that, and then my wife has the 2014 Grand Cherokee. So one way or another, she's coming home in a Jeep
2: product. Good, excellent. I, love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it.
1: Yeah, that's the way it should be. So
2: we well, started early. Well, hey Cody, the 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 logos, the the t shirts, the hat, it all looks really great. I uh, wish nothing but the best and uh, and and a bright future for trailchasers.net. dot um, Hopefully, we can see more of that kind of stuff. We can get some pictures and stuff for our uh, our podcast listeners out there. Those you who, who can't see the really cool logo uh, that he's put got up on the shirt and the hat right now. Of course, if you guys want to check that out, head over to trailchasers.net.
1: Yep. Oh, and congratulations on the updated website. I noticed that the other day. I went over there to uh, to get something. I forget what I was uh, what I was doing and uh, boy, there was like moving images and uh, naked girls and uh, dancing bears and uh, those those yes. last two things <laughs> may not have been there, but it looked really good.
0: And
2: hey, if tried guys, to get the, if you have to get a the question naked women and dancing Cody, bears specifically there together, about a and Grand Cherokee. Work. Work. Make sure you guys send your questions to Cody for those Grand Cherokee or topics uh, that you'd like for him to cover on Grand Adventure. Cody at trailchasers.net.
1: Go ahead. Your turn, Cody.
0: Oh, I was just saying I tried to get the naked girls and the bears together and it it, it (laughs) created a a big mess. And so we had to cut that out completely.
1: The honey, the sticky honey alone would have not been very good. And by the way, that's only legal in Arkansas. So, (laughs) let's get over to Wheeling where before
2: it gets much worse than what it has already. Hey, guys. This is where we talk about what events are coming up in your neck of the woods and around the nation. Bear Tracks Custom Off-Road Fabrication presents the 5th Annual Big Paw Crawl. October 10th, 2015, Clayton Rodeo Grounds, Clayton, Oklahoma. For more information, dial 972-406-9363 or go to to beartracks.com. That's B-A-E-R-T-R-A-X.com. Victor Valley Four-Wheelers presents Rocktoberfest, October 9th through the 11th. Means dry lake bed in Johnson Valley, California. And for those who don't know, that's where the King of the Hammers is held every year. Yeah, plenty of extreme trails and the most carnage-prone rocks that you could possibly play on. And they've got some more milder stuff, too. For more information, head to VictorValleyFourWheelers.com. Jeep Jamboree in Moab, Utah. This is one you guys don't want to miss. October 22nd through the 24th in, of course, the one and only Moab, Utah. For more information, head to jeepjamboreeusa.com to find out how you can get involved in the one and only Jeep Jamboree in Moab, Utah. And the countdown to SEMA has begun, guys. The Special Equipment Market Association is coming to once again Sin City, Las Vegas, November 2nd through the 9th. It's a week long, like it is each and every year. For more information about this awesome event, check it out. CEMA.org, SEMA.org. S-E-M-A.org. Don't forget, Jeep Junkies, wherever you're wheeling, if you pack it in, pack it out. Let's leave our outdoors recreation spots in as good, if not better, condition than they were when we arrived. And remember to always, always tread lightly, stay on designated trails, and don't wheel where you're not supposed to. That's it for this week, guys. If you've got an event coming up in your area, let's get the word out. Whether it's a show and shine, a cruise in, a club run, a fundraiser, or a huge event like the Easter Jeep Safari, let us know by giving us a call or sending us an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. And hey Jeepers, we know you guys are out there making purchases all the time. We see it in our Amazon You Bought What every other week. The next time you guys order your Jeep parts, make sure you ask the business if they know about the Jeep Talk Show. Let them know just how much you enjoy our podcast. If you're buying a product or a service from a vendor because of a review or a discussion you heard here on the show, let that vendor know. And if they don't already know about the one and only Jeep Talk Show, make sure you let them know and direct them to jeeptalkshow.com.
1: Just want to take a, a moment here to again thank Cody for filling in for Tammy tonight, and Josh, thank you for being here. Uh, I forgot to mention earlier—you know, you went through all those troubles with the spider bites, but you did get some nice webs out of it. So that's always a plus, <laughs> especially right before Halloween. I mean, it's kind of fortuitous if you think about it. Yeah, so
2: I've got this stuff that keeps coming out of my rear end. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. <laughs>
1: well, isn't that every woman's complaint about a man? <laughs>
0: Me, so. Yeah,
2: I, me too. I wish I
0: could blame mine on a
1: spider, though. <laughs> blame it on the dog. Yeah, blame it on the dog. Uh, now Josh can blame it on the spider. Yeah, we really appreciate uh, you guys reaching out to us on social media. Uh, of course, on the voicemails and the reviews, which we didn't get any this week. Uh, I, I probably didn't mention that before. But, uh, <laughs> but we uh, love hearing from you guys on Twitter. And I thought I think I will uh, mention here real quick, we've uh, been included in a lot of tweets from a a very nice uh, website, uh, Passport Passport Off-Road. If you guys uh, have never been over to uh, Passport Off-Road, you should go over there and check them out. Uh, They actually helped me a little bit with my uh, overheating problem on my Jeep. So uh, you guys have uh, a great Jeep week and uh, we're gonna let Josh
2: uh, talk us out here in uh, this great disclaimer. Warning. The Jeep Talk Show is intended for entertainment purposes only. Use as directed. In relation to actual information, real Jeeps or persons living or dead are purely coincidental. The Jeep Talk Show is not responsible for lost or stolen items, and some assembly is required. For a full list of restrictions and contest rules, see store for details. Batteries not included. The Jeep Talk Show is for external use only. Contents under pressure. Side effects may include vertigo, uncontrollable laughter, or greasy discharge and false kung fu powers. The Jeep Talk Show and its contents are known to cause cancer in the state of California. It is probably not a federal law to use this product in a manner inconsistent with its labeling. The Jeep Talk Show may be a choking hazard. Keep out of reach of small children. All safety precautions must be observed when using the Jeep Talk Show. If you feel you've reached this recording in error, please hang up and try your call again. On this week's Tony and Josh show, we found out more truth about the Muslim boy who built a clock,
1: and Josh and I go on a little rant. And mark your calendars, National Podcast Day is
2: September 30th. Woohoo! <laughs> Star Trek's cloaking technology is now closer than you think, but it's still not going to get you out of that speeding ticket. This guy was caught doing something in public he wasn't supposed to, and won't believe what he was doing it with. We'll find out on this episode of the Josh and Tony show.
1: Yay! Yay!